Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Bear Tiger podcast number 13, can you believe? I can't believe it. Joining me today is J-Dub, how are you? Good, mate, good, thank you. And JSNFC, how are you, mate? How are you? you good? All good, mate, all good. Glad to have you back. I was a bit, uh, you know, I was reluctantly worried as to fill in your boots last week, so uh, I'm very glad to hand back the mic to you, the presenter. This is your realm. Well, yeah, so uh, James had to take the reins last week after we had a little um, small technical hitch previously and James went and stepped in and recorded the podcast with Danny. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back, have a have a listen. I say Danny, Danny Willett, ex-Masters champion and uh, nearly nearly a PGA Tour winner, a regular PGA Tour winner this week. But we'll come to that in a second. Josh, what have you been up to? Tell me. Leaving my golf clubs at um, another golf course, but completely hey. by accident. I'm obviously too used to playing too many nice golf courses where they put the clubs in your car for you and uh, completely forgot that didn't happen and um, got home and just realised I've got no clubs in my car. So that's what I've been up to, mate. Oh, mate. <laughs> I mean, this is this is just a horrendous issue. I mean... You know, how dare they, the, the valet, not do their job properly? Disgusting, <laughs> disgusting work. That's uh, world problems right there. <laughs> but, um, on other that. than that, though, mate, yeah, good weekend. Got to spend a bit of time with uh, with the family after being busy for a bit. So, uh, yeah, it's been nice, mate. So, yeah, we, play, we played on Friday where you left your clubs. It was a lovely day out. Can't remember who took the cash. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, if anyone's worried. We, we, we can carry this uh, conversation off, but and the only time I saw you on that golf course, when I looked back, you actually wasn't off back tees. So it's a bit of an awkward one, that. I was on all the back tees you were on, mate. And plus, on top of that, <laughs> you've been you've been on a, a forty yard, not improvement bonus um, advantage <laughs> for a long time now. So yeah. I'm more than happy to like give a shot back or, or two or even three shots. Uh, no problems, mate. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you played well. Lovely work. What, you, what was you that day? Six under, wasn't it? Yeah, it was enough. Whatever it was to get it done, it was enough. Let's not talk about that. Anyway, it's it's fine, oh, mate. It's fine. You know, you win the money enough. Uh, you win the money enough for me to bring it up every now and again on a very rare occasion. <laughs> well done, mate. We um, Zed, you've also like whilst I was presenting last week, you've also had a pretty uh, decent week getting yourself around to some. Epic golf courses. Are you able to elaborate a little bit on that special spot you went to last weekend with Josh? Because I mean, that sounds just like the most phenomenal location. I'm sure some people be keen to hear about that. Yeah, well, you know what? I think we'll do a, a whole podcast on that because it was it was pretty sick. And uh, we'll, what we're going to do is we're going to post some pictures so so anybody that follows can have a little bit of an idea what we're talking about. Because just trying to talk about it almost doesn't do it any justice. So. Um, We'll do that. Yeah. But actually, since then, I did get to experience the West Course at Wentworth on Tuesday, right after the PGA, which was just in exceptional condition. I mean, it's a tough course, but the players did kind of chew it up a little bit. I say a little bit, 17 under one over 54 holes, which was like absolutely exceptional. It was a bit soft. Josh, you, we played together that day. It was it was quite playable in terms of Wentworth, right? Like it wasn't, wasn't as it tough was. as it is normally. It was playable, but still very easy to make bogeys. And Shane Lowry didn't even make one, which yeah, mental that. Even though it's three rounds, that's still um, I think that's almost as impressive as many birdies he made. So <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty good. But um, as we know, I mean, that hit- golf course is a proper test. So I don't know if it was the fact of it being three rounds. All of a sudden, a bit of a mindset change where they felt they had to sort of go for it a bit more. That cause a few more birdies to, to drop I mean obviously you just made the least mistakes but yeah that's seriously good around there unbelievable really I mean the um, the protection of the golf course normally right is is how well they they well I say how well how penal they make the roughs because obviously like Zed you've always said if if you're in the fairway around there you, you can score if you're the right side because it's relatively wide in consideration of other tour courses right but because it's softer, obviously you're not get the balls not running out and and running through corners and things like that. You and pick and place. I mean, those those things probably um, contributed to it as well, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy, isn't it? It's, it's a piece of piss. What we're we talking about. 
That's obviously <laughs> so not, nothing to it. But yeah, yeah, yeah valid, valid points, James. Yeah, very valid points. And that kind of brings us on quite interestingly. So you, had, you did a podcast with Danny Willett. We did a YouTube with him the week before with, uh, with Tubes. Tubes and Golf Life. Check that out when it comes out. It should be dropping pretty soon. And Sunday, then this week. He, he flies straight from, Danny flies straight from there to California, down to Napa to pick up the PGA Tour, which he's obviously, I'm not going to say lucked out, but I, I think he'll be feeling really pretty buzzed at the fact he's got a full PGA Tour card, having essentially missed his PGA Tour card, finished outside the what, 125, and then obviously with a few players going to the dark side, was able to get himself back into that <laughs> 125. And the first event of the PGA Tour was the Fortinet Championship, which, I mean, it's mad. It feels like the PGA Tour was... You know, twenty one, twenty two is just done, and we're right back at it already, rolling on again. And Daddy made an absolute great start. I think anybody who watched the golf would have seen how painful that finish was. But let's talk a bit about up to that point. I don't know if you boys watched that last round, but I was doing the comms for it, and he looked. I mean, his game looked great. Um, he, yeah, I think he played some of the best golf. He looked the most composed. He, of the people in the field, he was uh, playing like a major champion. Just his old attitude and demeanour, which was really, really cool. Alongside Max Homer, who's another another name we'll talk about in a minute. But let's just stay on Danny for a minute. He obviously played great, coming to the last hole. And then the absolute nightmare of everyone's nightmare came to fruition. Who wants, who wants to yeah, talk I mean, first? Who wants to go on about that one? Yeah, well, I'll, um, we'll get to the 72nd hole in a second. But what's quite interesting, actually, was talking to him last week on the pod. Because... You know, it, just, it was one of those beautiful things where we got a really real update of where he's at with his game as well, and some of the Mate, things. Is, that is, he's this, been... is this the part where you take credit for him playing well? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I think it's probably. I think it's probably like more interesting for the listeners, though. That I think there's a few things that happened in the last two weeks that pe- <clears throat> people who are probably he, watching the game hung the out coverage. with us. We chatted yeah. to him, and then all of a sudden, game turns around. <laughs> But um, one of the things that you boys are both be interested in being like elite coaches is, so we moved from Sean Foley back to Mike Walker about a month ago, just trying to find some some old feels again, I think. I think he thought that he learned a lot from Sean, but he got too concerned about the technicals and people that know Danny's game. He knows he can get into a bit of a feeling when he gets maybe a tiny bit fidgety and, and there's too many things creep into his mind and he does allow swing thoughts to come in, so... He got back to Mike and got back to a really solid feel of seeing the ball left to right. And what he's just added to his game, which he was telling us, which his manager, John, was telling me about during the event, was he's just added a a performance coach. And the performance coach had worked very, very hard with him on, on one particular thing. And if you knew his game previously, you'd have noticed that he just has two fairly long looks now over the ball, where previously he used to look up and down circa eight or nine times. And now he's just gone to two sort of three-second looks and he's found that he thinks that he can execute shots and stay in the zone in that particular shot a lot easier. And and it was telling, it was, you know, and, and also gone back to the putter that he won the Masters with. So that loads of changes this week. And obviously, as we all saw watching the golf, I mean, Josh mentioned about Lowry being bogey-free. I think, I think Danny was bogey-free for about the first 40 holes as well. In a, in a course that's actually really penal, you've got to put the, it's really, I mean, it's shorter than the normal PGA Tour course, right? But you've got to use a lot of the top end of your bag and position the ball and things like that around there. So lots of, lots of changes and obviously worked for him straight out, straight out the gate at the first event of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. That was really good to see that. Yeah, interesting, Josh, just real quick. Um, when we played with him, he was talking about how he got loads from Sean Foley and um, really felt like he'd worked out and started to understand how his body works and the different ground pressures and all sorts, that sort of stuff. And he felt like that was really good. And then had gone back to Mike Walker because he felt like he understood and had a much better grasp of club face and club face control, which he feels like that's what Pete and Mike gave him originally, which I guess my translation of that, Josh, would be, yeah, he's moving better, but to go play, you've got to know where the club face is. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree with that. And what a nice place that is. And you kind of, even though it's an extreme level, that shot he hit on 14, got to know where the club face is to, to hit that shot under the, under the cosh. I, I, I personally just can't believe that, I'll confess, I, that last round, even though it was Danny, 
with the rain and everything that was going on, I thought it was quite slow and I fell asleep and I woke up to the actual free part on the 18th. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that shot he hit on a 14 and then when he rolled that putt in, I was like, this is a done deal. I was like, you... you on 17, yeah. You normally think that that's your day. When you hook, hit a massive shot like that from behind a tree and pull it off and then roll the putt in, you know, you normally think that that's it. But... Oh, right. He he was rolling it so well, like he that like he was he leading the putting stats. Do we know inside ten feet? He was they did a couple of the stats. Um, you know I love my numbers. So inside ten feet, he was leading the week, and and from putts inside six feet, Zed. So that includes kickings, right? But anything up to six feet, it was thirty four from thirty four going to the seventy second hole for the oh, week. Wow. I, and, and, sorry, and I just, almost... just to elaborate on your point, Josh, you because you, you, he obviously converted the 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 sort of big hook around the four, the the uh, the tree on the fourteenth. Which, if anybody's watching the video that's just gone out on socials, Josh actually demonstrates a few of these shots. So get on the YouTube and watch that. But I, I thought more importantly, the clutch putt hit on the seventeenth because probably the worst putt he hit all week to that point was when he hit it ten foot past on seventeen and then cans it down the hill to keep the lead because obviously Homer made birdie there. Yeah. And, um, and when he rolled that 10-footer and he had a one-shot lead going up 18, I was like, whoa. And then he slides it right, gets back in play. It's a great fairway wood, gets a bit of a break, probably getting a line. And then with a wedge in his hand is where he always thinks that's his superpower. Hits it to four feet and, and, and Homer's obviously left it short with the green out the bunker. And I mean, I, one thing I do want to say, because obviously Danny's free putt stole the news, Homer's chipping reminded me so much of Scheffler at the Masters. That's going twenty foot past the hole if it doesn't go in. I mean, I thought he, I thought he semi bladed it. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely going past. That's that's for sure. It, it just spun at the perfect time as well, didn't it? it sort of. Spun it was one of those shots, wasn't it? You know, when they play, yeah. you play from a little bit lower down. So when it, when you hit the chip because it hasn't because the ball hasn't had its full arc because the greens above you, it's kind of coming in a bit flat, and it? it just skids and goes really quick. A bit of the wetness as well. Yeah. It was a bit of, and I just think Danny, it was putting so well and that stat just sums it up. I think he was almost like, right, I've held all these all week. This ain't missing. He was almost too confident with it. You know, you know what I mean? He just sort of like, mm. just smashed it through it. Um, <laughs> he did, yeah. he chatted and said that, he said watching, watching the third player's uh, putt, who was that? It was um, Lauer. It was Lauer, yeah. Um, his putt, broke a little bit differently to what he thought which said it kind of just got in his head a tiny bit and so oh, yeah, and he just busted it through the break he obviously clearly said it too hard and then it played with his head coming back as well and he missed the one coming back which was just you know, such a shame didn't it after all that work but that is not remiss to say that Max Homer was also really really good that day um, I feel both the players really showed their class because Lauer kind of dropped away a little oh. bit kind of showed he also played very, very well, but, you know, wasn't quite the winner that these two boys are. And um, Max Homer was there, you know, shot for shot, to be honest, and even to 18. It was a tricky bunker shot that he had. He left short of the green. And they obviously end up with a chip in. But, I mean, he's one of those players that's really come into their own. I think he's a, he's now in that kind of bracket now of stepping into the shoes where some of the players that have left. And yeah. well, he's become that play. He's, he's been happy to chat about it, chat about what's been going on. And he was, he'd been a real buzz about getting into the President's Cup, which he was obviously really uh, stoked about. And now he's won the week before going into that President's Cup. I mean, um, he's a proper player. I mean, and some of, the, some of the stats around him as well. Like, I think he's won five of his last 70 starts now. So they're sort of saying, like, you know, it's DJ-esque form. There were some of the names that they were coining him with was over a period of time where they've had a lot of success. His name was getting tagged to a lot of players who are like, you know, elite, elite, elite golfers, all kind of major champions within their own right throughout periods of time. So to go and win, I mean, he's gone back to back, obviously, here. So he obviously likes it around here. One of the things I thought was really, as a golfer, if you remember back in the day when Tiger had that like three wood stinger, he used to take sort of like two, three inch divots. He had that three wood on a string all week. I mean, he hit it all the time. And it was just like, little kind of bullet fades just just bang 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 it just didn't miss yeah, a week he, he had that shot. I was quite lucky enough I played the Porter Cup um, back when, when I was an amateur and I actually stayed with uh, Max and um, Phil Mickelson's oh. brother Tim in a house and he was hitting some shots and stuff and he's always had that mindset he was very professional then 
that going out for runs early in the morning, that sort of stuff. And you can just tell when someone's like, yeah, he's all over this. Like, this is, he's living for this. And then he, he had that shot. I remember that, uh, James, that little fade that he was hitting, that bullet fade. It's a nice shot. He just gets so much. He gets so much out of it, doesn't he? He's sitting like two eight five yeah. three woods. You know, it was like watching sort of vintage Tiger back in the day. Really, it's just it's and it's a perfect shot for a golf course like we said that was yeah. you know probably four five hundred yards shorter than a normal PGA Tour course. Just had it in play and yeah, like Zane said, like he, I thought he probably looked on the front side, Zed, like it wasn't maybe his day. He just wasn't maybe converting stuff and was running a lot of lips and things like that. And then in the back nine, something just come over him. And he just showed his champion class and just closed the back nine out so well, just kept knocking and knocking and knocking. And eventually, probably the fact that he did hold a chip shot and forced Danny to either hold a putt or you know two putt for a playoff. You know, I think probably at that point, when the situations that they're both in, just just by just by odds, you know, it would be it would be so heavily weighted in one direction. Even as a, a Masters champion and someone who's won some massive events, right? It just it, your mindset would change. You probably think at that point from underneath the hole, really tough, tough chip. You've got two for it here from four feet. Yeah, I mean that that would definitely that would throw anybody to be honest with you. And it was probably so short. I think if it was six feet, I think he would have been a bit more tuned in. I think for no, well, not any part do you think he was ever going to miss that part, even after Max Homer chipped him. I think he still thought, like, I've been putting well all week, obviously, in form. And he looked probably more relaxed. I mean, he was smiling, like, when Max Homer did chip in and so forth. And you just think, should you be smiling and taking notice of this? Or, like, you know, it's a, it may, maybe it's a tough comparison, right? But if you just compare it to, like, the amazing benchmark, which is Tiger Woods, like, you just not, you just think, he's not smiling when that chip goes in. He's not even thinking about it. He's just thinking about his putt. And taking that in, and he's, you know, he's, and I'm not saying that's like everyone's not going to be like that. But if you take the benchmark of the best winner of all time, they they're expecting someone to chip in, and you could kind of see Danny didn't didn't really expect him to chip in there. But you know what? It's a lesson learned, and you know, and, and I thought his interview afterwards was really good. Um, yeah, it was class. The press. Yeah, it wasn't moping about. You know, it was it was a real classy interview. Owned it. You know, spoke about what happened and took the positive out of it. Um, there's a great start to the season because you know it's a finish he's not had before because I know because he's won the Masters but he's never actually really like, really really figured in a PJ Tour event this is and only PJ Tour win yeah I, I just think that I, I think this will be I think it'll be a nice little kickstart to him I think he dealt with that really well his game's obviously in good shape and I think we're going to see some good stuff from Danny this year and not just because his caddy wears the Bear Tiger hat and he's part of the Bear Tiger Club. <laughs> not, not just the reason I'm saying that. It just seems in a pretty good place with yeah. it all. And he's made some good decisions. And you always think, like, Josh, you always see, like, when a player's been good and they go off and they try a new coach and they get some stuff and they go back to their old coach, you see it a lot, don't they? They play quite well straight away. Yeah, it's almost a bit of um, reassurance, isn't it? Okay, this is the right thing. Like, I've done this before. I know I've had good results doing this before and you just go out and do it, I think. bit of clarity. Whereas if you always... It's not bad to search, is it? You're always trying to get better. But if you're trying to search and you start searching and pick up things that maybe don't work, then it's hard, isn't it? But question, with the PGA Tour, how much do you need to earn now to keep your card? Like, what was the number last year? Do you know, Jack? Well, he, he, well, he finished just outside the mark last year. It's a really good, really good point because I looked into this just for the pod. And he, he earned last year $1.034 million on tour, which was about, in the end, about $60,000 short of 125th. So 1.1 million last season got your card, Josh. Right. He made 872 grand there you go. last week. So it's that that's going to give him a lot. I think as soon as and you spoke in that podcast, didn't you? You said when it's your first year on tour and whatever else, you just try and get to that number, and then after that, it's you just banking. So I think as soon as he hits that number, I think you're going to see. It, even though he's playing unbelievable at the minute, I think you're going to see that sort of Danny Willett that you're talking about, Zane. That is a bit more. Not saying he's not like down to business and like getting on with it, but I really feel like he's going to kick on from from that point. Yeah, you from that, making... that point, you're playing on house money, aren't you? And, you, and yeah. the, the mind frame each week is a little bit different. You're not looking over your shoulder. Yeah. You're just seeing what's in front of you, and you're just worrying about winning rather yeah. than making sure you got status, which is a big, big 
kind of milestone to get past. And the good players, the top players, just go in there full of confidence. Like the real top top players who have done it for a long time to go in there with full of confidence, knowing what's going to happen. But you know, for Danny Willett, it's still he's had his ups and downs, and he he can't re really rest on it. He's had bad years as well, which which he'll be carrying a bit of scar tissue from. So now, hopefully, that scar tissue is now making him a bit stronger. He's coming out the other side. Well, and you guys will both know, being ex-tour players, like, you know, like once you get to that point, you know, it's a, it's, it's a proper point where you think I'm safe here because you can relook really at your schedule. You can then think about when you're going to rest properly. You can probably start picking the golf courses that suit your eye a lot more instead of having to play most weeks because you want to get to that marker. So it's, just a, it's a whole new mindset, right? Yeah, there's like there's so much to it, isn't there? So much to it. And um, yeah, and now he's had that great start. I hope he can really kick on. He seems to take it pretty well. And I wouldn't be surprised, I was thinking about it earlier, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win within the next few months. Yeah, and I think he actually, bizarrely how it all, all went about, because he did handle it so well, extremely humble on social media as well, as well as in his interview, I think he's picked up a hell of a lot of new fans this week. I think a lot of people will be really impressed with the humility and the way in which he dealt with that situation. And obviously Max is a fan favourite, so a lot of people probably in their own minds got what, got the result they wanted, but equally acknowledged by the game of golf that, hang on a second, that's somebody who's just had a free footer for, for a win here, didn't win outright. You know, a free putt from that range is, is is so unknown and still was able to come off of it looking really good and, and, and showed his finer personality. I think there'll be more people rooting for him in weeks to come as well. Yeah, I mean, so much chat to hear about, about Danny. I mean, not really spoken much about Max Homer's, enough about Max Homer's game. Um, what do you think about uh, Josh? What do you think about like the way he swings it? I just think he it looked to me it just looks so online. He just seems yeah. to drive it so well. I've never seen him go at one either. I've never seen him yeah. really go at a shot. It looks so very much in control. And like you say, yeah, there's no like rerouting or anything like that. It's still very much straight up and down the line. And for someone like that, if I was to compare it, so I don't know, maybe a bit of a Adam Scott, which is not a bad person. He just if you watch him from behind. He just got that that line, isn't he? It's just straight up and straight down, and like you say, there's not much that can go wrong. And unless you're turning the taps, the power taps on very early, which you don't, because that's why it looks so smooth. Then he's always going to just sort of be online, isn't he? You don't really see him hitting, wanging any offline, really. No, because he's. I mean, he's not long by any means, but he's not that short, is he? He still averages over 300 yards. Yeah, so that's kind of gets out there. He's a bit of an old school player, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. That freeway James was talking about, when Tiger used to hit that, he used to rip it, didn't he? He used to turn so hard. Yeah. Absolutely rip it. But he doesn't do that, and it still pumps out there a good way. Pures out. Because he's quite comfortable hitting it quite low as well. Like that little knockdown ball flight does yeah. that with his driver a little bit. He did lose a few to the right. I thought they both did, actually. But he did cut a few out to the right, maybe swinging a bit down across it, which kind of works when the ball's on the deck. But not necessarily always when, when the ball's on a tee pig. But yeah, he's quite an old school golfer. Well, it's quite it's quite nice to watch because there's been all these chats up there about people who, who smash it and, and chase the distance, which you know, which will come on to the um, as we come to the DP world in a minute. That was that was quite an interesting watch. But yeah, he's definitely a bit of an old school golfer. And then again, he's another one. I think Daniel Winner and I think uh, Max Homer's. I think he's playing some of the best golf in the world right now, week after week. Yeah, he's up there. So, um, I agree, and I think as impressive as his game is his persona. You know, he's he's quite good fun on socials. You know, he does swing analysis and integrates with people and gives them a little bit of um, shit talking, and you know, and has fun with people. But I think his persona on the golf course is fantastic as well. You know, he looks like it, a champion. It's in the way he walks. He does. He does nothing from like his shoulders are up. <laughs> his shoulders are up. Moves, is it? It's like really still. He's got really still upper body when he walks. Yeah. It's quite funny. I remember when I stayed, uh, I'll tell you a little story, when we stayed at uh, that house, we played beer pong one night after the round. It was sort of on like the last day or so, waiting for the flight. And um, he actually taught me, you know when when someone's holding the cup, um, if you get it straight in the cup that they're drinking, then they have to finish everything. Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) he, He taught, I didn't know that rule. And yeah, he, he is pretty competitive and he got it straight in mind when I was uh, when I was down in that one and then, yeah, had to clear them all up. So cheers, uh, Max, for teaching me that one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Get on that. Nice geezer. Nice geezer. Inside the ropes. 
Right, um, so that, that will round up our, our Max Homer winning the PJ Tour event chat. Well done to him. Let's yeah. move now on to the DP World event down in Italy, a Rolex event, and it was held at the Marco Simone Golf Course, which is going to be host the upcoming Ryder Cup. There was plenty of players down there having a little look around. It's the first time I've seen it on television. I actually thought it looked pretty good. Um, yeah. I, maybe it's because I had low expectations of what it was going to be like. It looked, it looked like quite a nice golf course, and it looked very much like a Ryder Cup course from what I could yeah. see, kind of very much, and rightly so, built for a bit of action and a bit of, bit of drama. Yeah, it's a really lovely looking golf course, lots of elevations, lots of water, you know, as you always get in Italy, beautiful views and, uh, and, 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 you know, lots of, uh, lots of really, really scenic kind of um, backgrounds and backdrops. And um, it looked like a really fun golf course that could deliver us, you know, quite a lot of entertaining, entertaining highs and lows, which, you know, you always want in a Ryder Cup, bearing in mind you go through three different format styles throughout the, throughout the course of the, of the long weekend. So it looked like a great golf course. It's a really star-studded field. Again, you know, similar names at the top of the leaderboard. And, and, and what you want really as a European team fan that people are coming into form around this time of the season, right? And uh, you want your best players playing their best golf, bearing in mind, you know, the American team seems to just get stronger in depth um, all the time now with just the constant rise of players that come out of the collegiate system now for, for at least the last decade. So, yeah, it looked, uh, it looked really good. Yeah, it did look good. And it was, you know, what I thought was really good, we'll come on to the winner in a second, but what was really great was, getting to see Matt Fitzpatrick and Roy McIlroy play together in that last round. And just to see those boys going, you know, the current US Open champion, and then obviously any time we get to see Rory in Europe playing on the DP World Tour, it just brings a bit, it just brings that much more excitement to the to the fold, you know. And Francesco Malinari there, you know, in his home country, you know, to have Francesco, McIlroy, Fitzpatrick, Victor Hovland, Till Hatton, it was, it was a good event for, for the European Tour, or the DP World Tour, should I say. And what I thought was really cool was, we all know that Rory is you know, a bit of a boss man off the tee and sends it. And, but it was, it was pretty cool to see Matt Fitzpatrick also, who's really changed his game around. I really enjoy watching Fitzy. I always have done, but more so now. Really changed his game around to become a bit of a shift in it out there. And they played with, um, they played with Aaron Rye, who's also had a lot of success on the PJ Tour last year. And those two boys in a couple of the holes, they're like, they're like forty yards past him on like numerous occasions. But in fairness to Aaron Rye, he didn't lose his head and he did hold his own. But yeah, seeing what Fitz he's done to his game has just been amazing, and he's kept the precision and the accuracy. Did you see yeah, that bit of, bit of banter what? between uh, Fitzy and his brother? Is it Alex? His brother's name. Alex, yeah. So Alex. Uh, sent him a photo of the longest drives for the day and he was one yard <laughs> past him. And then Matt just sent him a photo of the leaderboard just saying, yeah, but I'm winning. <laughs> that. That's pretty cool. That. I thought it was quite funny. And also there was um, three sets of brothers, right? The Molinari brothers, Fitzy, the Fitzpatrick's and the, is it the Hoy guards, is it? Yeah, the Hoy guards, yeah. There yeah, that's Nikolai and uh, Rasmus. That's pretty cool. I mean, imagine imagine all those three all getting in the um, in in the Ryder Cup. That'd be pretty <laughs> sick, wouldn't it? Three sets of brothers make up half the team, and and yeah. you know what? They've all genuinely got a good chance of that that being a case. I mean, Alex Fitzpatrick is obviously just turned pro, very new to the tour, but he's he's quite a talent. Was a fantastic player in college. Yeah. Pretty sure he was in the top ten in the world amateur golf rankings. But you know what? He's a completely different character to to Fitzy. Very, very like kind of outgoing and chirpy and so forth. But Fitz is a bit, a bit more quiet to himself. So here's a question for you both: If you were the captain now and you were just doing picks and, and take out of like you know take out the kind of obvious ones that you think will qualify, who, who would you think right now is someone that you think's going to going to go well for the next year or so, and uh, would be someone that you'd be putting a, an asterisk next to as a potential captain's pick if you had a couple of players to choose? Go on, Zane, you take that one, mate. Uh, I'll go first. I reckon. So someone who's like not in really in the fold at the moment, but is going to come through. Yeah, exactly. You know, just I guess it's just a bit of a player for us to look out for as well, right? Yeah, the the Irish lad, Roy McIlroy, look out for him. He's decent. It's a bit of a dark horse there for you. See if that one comes through. So I was thinking of someone like I was thinking of someone like you and Ferguson said. Has he got a bit of a claim? You know, it's one twice. Just keep seems to just keep accumulating points every week. Is some is someone like him got to do a little bit more, or 
you know, is there is there an argument for someone like that? Yeah, I th- you know what, actually, beyond outside of some of the names you just mentioned, I think if you were to look real quick, you would look at the Hogards and you think, right, okay, those boys, both lads, definitely someone to kind of watch out for. One of them is going to come through. But beyond that, yeah, it is, it's quite it's quite a tricky one. I don't see that many players really knocking think, on the door outside of those names. You got Rocket, I think Rob, Thomas, Thomas Peters is coming back into form. Yeah, Rob McIntyre's obviously just one. He's he's good, and he's been good for a long time now. But he's almost a name already, isn't he, Rob? Like, yeah, he's he almost is, a name already for me. I think I think the outsider um, who is maybe just entering the conversation now, and he just got his PJ Tour card, is Thomas Dietrich. Thomas yeah. Dietrich, he's kind of like he's young. He's not really got big scar tissue. He's not really had the downs. That part of it, I think he's just been ticking away, and now he's gone and got his PJ Tour Tour card. I just think that he's going to be a real threat. He came into the Sky yeah. Studio one week, and he was a super nice guy, and he came in, and he just like, you could tell he was confident, and about two hours into the show, as Rob Lee does more often than not, we get a player, and he's like, oh, you know, go on and hit a drive, you know, like a live television. And Thomas was in like his dress shirt, which was, you know, he's, he's a, a, a pretty fit young lad, so it's nice and tight for him, showing off his pecs and all that sort of stuff, and he's like, dress shoes. <laughs> And just gets up, picks up the driver, which is which is a stiff. It's not an extra stiff. Gives it a little waggle and goes, oh, that's a bit whippy. And then just stands up and just launches it like 3.30, first swing of the night, having been <laughs> sat in a chair like, you know, for two and a half hours, straight down the middle on live TV. And I just thought, yeah, this, that, that's pretty good, isn't he? He's going to be all right. And um, yeah, and he's, he's just got his PJ Tour card. Had a pretty decent first week. So yeah. Um, yeah, he would be my name. What about you, Josh? I would agree with you there. I've played with with Tom a couple of times. He is seriously good. He is, uh, and like you say, he is long as well. I think I've mentioned his name a couple of times. I think Jordan Smith will rise. He's uh, he's currently 14th on the rankings, which is better than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. But he's been playing pretty solid. I think that's the name there. And uh, like I said, uh, McIntyre, Robbie. He's 15. Yeah. Well, obviously, he was the eventual winner this week when he'd taken down uh, Fitzy in, in that playoff. Fitzy played some great goals to get into that playoff, as did Rob McIntyre, and then he was able to see him off down the end there. I think Rob McIntyre just shows so much character time and time again. Oh. And he's not, he's it, like, let's face it, he's not one of the, the flat bellies um, of the tour. I'm <laughs> sure he works in his fitness and that sort of stuff, but he can just play, can't he? He's great. He has that little go-to you'll see it on social media. He's, he's pretty good at hitting drivers off the deck. He's got a great mindset. And you know what? He's he's, he's like a real grounded lad. Like when they chat to him about all the live stuff and the money, and he's just like, from where I've come from, I've got loads of money. And he could go and earn pots more from, from live. But he's just enjoying – he's kind of what, what everybody wants from young players. He wants to just be a great player to be a great player and – it just it's just going to sit there and be like happy with everything that comes with it rather than chasing chasing the lights that come around it yeah i agree and he's probably another player just coming back to both your both your points about max um is that he's a bit more of a traditional golfer he hits it a bit of a flatter flight but he's got the he's got the rainbow flight if he needs it but he looks you know obviously coming from scotland he's got that more traditional kind of more penetrating flight robbie's um, a sit- ripper mate he's a proper ball striker i'm not saying max ain't but he is he rips it oh yeah and no, i'm just saying that he has got that like you know it, the ball stays hit doesn't it you know it looks like it goes off on that really hard flight you know and it but he just looks like he's got all the shots and really great hands as well and uh, been, be been left, left-hander have you got his like have you got his his setup saved on your screensaver James <laughs> no because he can fade it and I can't but like <laughs> normally but you don't like left-handers left-hand. you get a no, bit, a bit I do like him. him he he is a left-hander actually I'm I'm really quite fond of to be fair so a, there uh, was a he, little he, cue in there for you a little clue was the driver off the deck James I think that's that's where you need to go to mate I want to get to learn how to hit it right at the post yeah, yeah boy it's, Stop hitting yeah, those winging draws. Ball up phase of a chief. Yeah, I've got the right shaft in it. To be fair, with the old bent spread, I could probably ever, probably ever go with that. But um, I tow it in too much. I just think it's a shot I can't hit off. But um, yeah, it's um, you know, it's I, giving I up on that one. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's just a really well-rounded player. I think he's got a really great demeanour on the golf course. He seems to have a really fun, jovial relationship with his caddy. Yeah, great, great guy. And like you said, 
a bit more of a traditional golfer, doesn't seem to be, you know, coming out and being like, you know, a lot of these players now, like 6% body fat and just got exponential kind of speed through through the body and stuff like that. Like like Josh said, he's just a flusher. And I think he's been knocking on the door for, for, for quite some time as well now. And has advanced through the tours at a real rate, you know, he's, he's not got, He's not struggled when he's come up. I think you boys have both played with him on the Mina Tour not, many, not so many years ago. You know, he's just gone and raised and raised and raced again. And, and has obviously had success in majors as well in regards to really good finishes. So, yeah, really, really complete golfer. And, and a left-hander that I, um, I approved this message. So. There you go. Have you ordered everything that's in his, back, in his what's in the bag this week? <laughs> no. Got, got a full tailor made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. It was yeah, really good performance and good to see Rob like win another another bit really big event and step up really. Because that's the that's how you get to the majors. You win all the events up to it. Very rarely do you see someone come out of the blue, do a Ben Curtis win and then stay there. He's kind of winning his winning his way up to a major. So yeah, another you know got plenty of years on his side and another exciting player. To, to come. So then, okay, so that's DP World. What about the Live Tour? I didn't actually, I saw a tiny bit of it. Obviously, big news for them. Cam Smith signing and very recently and then winning. Is that the, the U-line and Dustin there was, Johnson. There, there, was a, there was another one, wasn't there, like two weeks ago. I wasn't quite sure if he played in it or not. I, I felt like he did. So didn't win his maiden start like Henrik did. But um, it's, it's, if it's not his first event, it was definitely his second. Yeah, I mean... And then, I mean, more interestingly around live golf is what happens around it. Actually, I'm interested in like the chat going on, but when it actually comes to the golf, apparently this one was better. I didn't get, I mean, I saw a few shots, but it just doesn't, for me, it doesn't quite tick the box just yet, but I'm sure it is getting there. But DJ again, playing really well. I mean, DJ's been playing well for a while now, which kind of brings on to that discussion of like, it's such a shame that like, they don't, that's not reflected on the world rankings. I know there's all these reasons, like it's 54 holes, there's no Q school, at, you know, they haven't gone through what they need to go through, the hoops they need to jump through to get the, the world rankings, but, I mean, DJ's just on form at the moment, and he's just tumbling down those world rankings. It just doesn't, something about the whole thing just doesn't seem right. Yeah, and one person who's probably really appreciative of that is Pat Perez, so um, he, he's won a, another team event, so uh, that's his fourth fourth team victory now. And, uh, and his highest individual ranking in a live event so far is 31. So um, I think he's really grateful to be fair outside not of DJ. Has he not had one 16th place finish yet? I think I, I no, thought I read that. 31st is his highest highest finish as an individual. Yeah. Yeah, he's won 14, four team events and like 4.8 million so far this season. He's, gonna say, he's, he's obviously a great team player. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not yeah. taking his score, are they? So it's quite impressive they're winning as a... As a three man team, somewhat, you know, with the utmost respect. But yeah, he's, but he's playing. Do they take it every. They, ta- they must have had one of his scores. Like, do they, they not take, take, they take not every they day? Take, they take two of four, the best two of four, and then on the final day, they take the best three of four. So is, he must have had. He must have had a score count. <laughs> I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know. Genuinely. <laughs> that's, that's pure bad if he's not figured in any round so far. He must have done I, I, I think. I think in the last event, the one before this, I think I'd read that they'd taken one of his rounds. Like um, the one where Poulter, Westwood and Stenson's team, when, when Henrik won, I think they took Perez's score in the final round. But other than that, they've not taken a single score from him yet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So this week, this week he finished 16th. Which is slightly more respectable. There you go. Yeah, so, okay, cool. He's had his best, yeah, it was finally his best week. I mean, (laughs) to that point, he's plus six and plus five in the events leading up to it. And he's now, so that one was kind of okay. But yeah, he's having the the time of his life, isn't he? Absolutely loving it. But yeah, I mean, Cam Smith, you know, know, another win. Then Greg coming out and saying, the records he's got the best two players in the world. Mm, I don't know about that. As good as as good as they are right now, you know, I, I don't think you can you can't cast aside, you know, the other players who are playing. You know, are they playing better than Rory week in week out? Probably not. Scotty Scheffler is the actual world number one. Patrick Cantlay, yes, they're up there. They're both obviously both playing well. But I don't know what Greg's been. What what is he? Maybe I took a few a few beers when he said that. But yeah, they're not. I wouldn't say they're the best. They're the one number one and two in the world. What well, do you they've, boys they've, had, they've had the opportunity to go and play events though, because like, even though it's been to 
you know, it's been, you know, there's been some hostility around it. They've had the opportunity to go and compete the other guys and prove it, and it hasn't happened yet. You know, they all went to the BMW, and the two most vocal people that had to carry that burden on their shoulders because they're the most opinionated in Lowry and McElroy, I thought were well clear of the field at the BMW. They look like the most two obvious winners from that tournament. So yeah, I um, guess. But I think going to those tournaments when you're on your home turf, it's a bit easy to play well. I think when you go in there as an outsider. That's something that golfers have never really experienced before, have they? I, I guess and you would you would compare that to home and away in football a little bit. Um, you know, it's definitely a different mindset because I think like players like Rory, Ben <coughs> Lowry, because Shane said he was very aware of what was going on when he was at Wentworth, and yeah, he stepped up. You know, probably a little bit in defence at all, really. I think it's weird enough. I think it's knocked Rory into it's not Rory into form because um, this could the attitude he's taken toward it. And then, you know, probably a bit with Larry as well. It was probably a tiny bit more outspoken last week than he has been the whole way along. And his performance has stepped up, which is, which is really good from that side. We'll just see where it goes in the long term. Back to your point, though. I would put Rory number one, and I would yeah. put Cam Smith number two. And then I would probably put DJ at three, to be honest. So I'd say they have got two of the, two of the top three. I think we should, we should do this. We should do this every, once a month. We should do our own world, the best world, type world ranking. Like yeah, I mean, it's, t- it's t- tough as well, Zed, because you just mentioned a host of names and like it's the whole out of sight, out of mind thing. You know, going into the FedEx Championship, uh, Zalatoris was a, was a shoe-in as well, right? So, you know, but had to retire. And obviously he's very much a PGA Tour player and came yeah. out and did his video on, on, on his, uh, his take on it all this week, which was, which went viral. But, Again, I, you know, based on form, I know he's been injured for four weeks now, but you know, based on form, I think probably he was amongst the best players in the world at the, at the time as well. So, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I, this is my this is my gripe with Scheffler being world number one. You know, Josh knows golf, watches golf, been in and around it, professional. But for whatever reason, he just does not feature on the tip of people's tongue when they're talking about the best in the world, which is remarkable, really, because he. Lost on the final hole of the FedEx as well. Um, well he's, he's the best player in the world. The, yeah, exactly. Uh, the bank, uh, uh, no, officially, he's the best player in the world. Yeah, and we're not talking about him. No, by, by law, I mean, I mean, I, I did mention him. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. He no, just he doesn't seem like a, a regular number one, does he? No. But is that because of is that because of other reasons? Is that because of his character? I, I, honestly, I don't know. I can't. It's, it's a question I can't answer because I don't look at him like a world number one, but then he is like really, really bloody impressive. So, you know, if you just look at his numbers and stuff like that, you know, he's... I, he, I he, think he, if there was yeah. two things different, I think one, as mental as it sounds, right, people love Rory McIlroy because one is outspoken, the other thing is he hits it a long way and he holds his finish. So then everyone thinks he's got a lovely looking <laughs> golf swing. And then if you look at, and then everyone goes, yeah, he's the best player ever. And then you look at Scotty Scheffler, He's not overly outspoken. He does hit the ball a long way, but he can't hold his finish for Toffee. So, if I was his agent, I'd be like, "Look, Scott, like, just go hit some balls today. How about we just like hold that follow through a bit longer? Put some chewing gum. Put some chewing gum. I can sell that. I can sell that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, unreal. Yeah, it's yeah. It just looks a bit scruffy, doesn't he? I think you're right. Yeah, but he's not. He doesn't. Someone that normally looks like that, they're normally you would say they're a grinder, grinds it out. But he don't. Like, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's a proper black golfer. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It All right, look right, does it? Four. I'll put him in at four. <laughs> <laughs> he's in. Yeah. He's, he's snuck in there. Right, we're doing it. We're doing it. We'll add it to the roster, Zed. We'll do a Bear Tiger World Golf Ranking. We'll do a top ten across all the uh, across all the tours can, like can we go top five because I, I just feel like it's a lot of work trying to get top ten and no one <laughs> okay. wants to listen to us for that long all three of us all going right. through ten golfers that's going to be quite a lot okay fine you win top five yeah yeah. we need, we need to get this done within an hour most weeks so it'll end up being a three hour show yeah <laughs> so that's cool. like kind of, that's like the world of golf on the Todd watch he was going well this Todd Clements watch he was going well leading going to the last round didn't have a great last round uh, bump back again, but another top 15 for him. Um, so, yeah, still well on his way to getting that illustrious DP World Tour card. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the professional world of golf done. So let's uh, have a little chat. We had a few bits to get through. 
um, we had the TBTC kind of first ever golf day this week where we um, we invited some people from that we've met during the year who are avid golfers and from within the golf industry. We had, um, I won't name all of them just because uh, I don't want to forget anybody while I'm under pressure like this. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's some really good people out of Wisley who looked after us really, really well. It was a great day. It was, the forecast was awful and somehow it just turned around for us and was actually one of the best days um, of the summer. So that was a bit of a touch. Josh, you played. It, how did you feel, feel like it went? Mate, so good, wasn't it? Um, like you say, with the weather and everything, and then just the Wisley as well. Like, what a venue. They looked after us. You looked after us, to be fair, being the member yourself. And, yeah, like, it was just, you know, I was a bit, you know, you feel like you want to put a face on or whatnot and look after everyone, but because everyone there was such great people, it was literally like I was just going to play golf with my pal. So it was, um, it went so smoothly, and, yeah, it was great. Really good. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what golf's all about. And that's what we're trying to create with the, the the in real life part of the club is just like, just have really good people who have like a common common interest and just cultivate some really nice and good experiences for people, you know, and it'd be for different levels. You know, to, it was great to have, like for instance, we had the cookie jar guys down. Uh, we had Sam and Tom. Um, they, they, they also have a really good podcast. Um, it's been going a lot longer than ours, and they're over 150 episodes now. And they're like they're real traditionalists by trade, really. They're into the links courses and all the all the old school stuff, you know. Like those boys love the shorts and long socks, and they came to like kind of a new a new golf place with some some new golfers as well. And they just had they had a great had the best time. Sam Sam did actually end up winning, so it probably helped his mood to the event because there is something when you play well, you do kind of you have a nice day, don't you? Um, <laughs> But, you know, we had a couple of ex-Premier League footballers, Steve Sidwell, Neda Manua, Jay Bothroyd, all just massively into their golf now. Ema McManus, got, she's got her YouTube and she's in, you know, she's very high, very much involved with a lot of golf events. So, you know, we had that representation there. It was just, it was a really good event. And I remember looking at the list, it was quite a short, small list. And I just thought everyone here was really into their golf, which is like, as Josh said there, it was great because like, that's, kind of, that's what the Bear Tiger is about. It's just people we're like, yeah, we're all into our golf. What do we need? And just be able to put on like a, a really nice experience for everybody. And it was like a little inkling into what's going forward. So we have got a video, which is out, which you can go and have a look at, like it if you don't mind. But that would be a little insight into what we're going to have coming next year. We haven't, we're putting the schedule together, right, James, about what's going to come up. But there'll be more to add. And we want to get it all finalised before we actually confirm dates and venues and stuff. But, there is yeah. you'll be able to go on the Instagram and on Twitter and then just get a little feel from that video of what our golf days will be about. Yeah, absolutely. There's a structure of different kind of events coming out and you know, we've been working really hard on on finding some different things and some different styles of venues and trying to accommodate everybody's interests, locations from a geographical perspective and, and price points. So some really, really exciting stuff. Really difficult building a, a global brand as well and then having to go all around the pond on different time zones to speak to people and just try and make sure that we get a full suite of coverage as well. So, yeah, as it stands, events set up in the UK, Europe, Portugal to name uh, a, a country that's particularly there now. Dubai, it, it, this, is, this, is, this is James, everybody, knowing us to the post. Now we've got to do all these things now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think you've got a collaborative event in Dubai where you're recording from now uh, coming up very soon. We've got, I think we've got another one we're looking at in October there. America, we've got a, a few a few locations already um, on the east and west coast secured in America, both for the goats and for the bears. So, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's really, really taken some shape. And, and I think that was just a, a bit of a flavour through that video, which is on YouTube and Instagram, which um, people can go and get a vibe as to, as to what's to come, and I think you, I think you nailed it, Zed. Really, it's all about creating user experiences where people can meet like-minded people, have a really fun day out, and outside of the kind of value of a membership, just feel like you know they've got really, really good value that day, and and that will set a really good premise for us going forward. Yeah, it does feel like it's taking shape. Something we've, we've been working on it for a while, and it's it's being really honest. Sometimes it's quite hard to explain exactly what it is because it is quite fast, but. We're starting to, you know, actually make some traction now and get beyond the talking point of talking about something. It's actually actually it being something now, which is uh, which is really exciting. There was a and, there was a moment. Sorry, Zed. There was a moment for on. me on your point there where we was on the sixteenth hole at a Wizzy the other day on on the golf day, 
and we had the music pumping. We had the ice cooler open with the nice wine and everything inside, beers and whatnot. We had the drone up. We had everyone there watching over water. And I was just like, this is what it's about for me. This is Bear Tiger. So nice. for people yeah. saying that when you say it's hard to explain, it is kind of hard to explain. But like that situation for me there, that was a bit coming to light, which was a nice moment. I thought, yeah, it was really good, and, and to and to make it official, um, just to go down the old, the old salesy route, which um, which we should be <laughs> should be doing really. We had we had some really good partners for the day. So we had nice wine. Who's actually so that's a canned wine. That's a, well, my best mate's grown up, Jeremy May. He's, he started a business doing canned wine. They they operate for like the Open Championship and loads of festivals and stuff. So have a look out for them. Drink nice they are. Uh, Candy kittens. Um, I'm more than happy to. They sent me. They sent us some stuff out. I promise I didn't eat. I, I had two packets, so not everybody, not all the packets made them to the event. But yeah, one of my favourite sweets. Uh, so yeah. that was uh, that was really very cool. Um, Jay Lindeberg, obviously one of our main partners with the Bear Tiger Project, with some of the prizes, t-shirts, and tops, which was very you know everyone loves all their gear. So it was very uh, very slick looking stuff. Who else? Uh, Callaway with the main prize. They uh, donated us a, a, a fit a driver. And full fitting, which was fantastic, which was went Amazing. down really well. Um, and then, yeah, and, and putting together the goodie bags and stuff. Like um, Mark uh, Raves is not on this podcast. It was a bit late to give him a call, but uh, he did a really great job with the goodie bags, which, I mean, everyone loves a, a goodie bag at a golf event. He did a really good job of that. Um, I think there should be a picture of what was in the goodie bag coming up. So yeah, they're, in the, the, they're in that video as well. In the video, they're, they're in there. Nice. Yeah, so there's all those little bits. So yeah, that was just the uh, just the official sales bit. To say thank you to all the people that helped and uh, and 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 the partners and so forth. So there's a bunch of other stuff, but we haven't got loads and loads of time. We've got merch store going live because people keep asking about buying the, the the hats. When's that going live, James? Soon. Right. So the, yeah, I'll try and wrap this up quite quickly because I've also got a really good head gone. Um, <laughs> so. The merch store go so this week is integral, really. So Josh and uh, actually, I mean, I, I am going to use this opportunity uh, openly because I, mean, I gave him a call this morning and he uh, and he screened my call. But Josh has worked <laughs> exceptionally hard on on delivering the art with our artists that will be revealed on Friday evening. Uh, it's at midnight to accommodate the um, the American markets. So it's at midnight on Friday. There's a Twitter space, and Josh and this. Uh, individual have worked uh, incredibly hard to deliver the first membership, the public membership, which is the Bear members, which goes live on a pre-sale um, on on Sunday in our merch store, um, in line with announcing our our merch store opening. So Sunday the twenty fifth, you'll be able to go to merch.beartiger.io where there's a full suite of our um, our merchandise now: hoodies, hats, towels, um, bag clips loads and loads of bits that josh and mark have been working on both in the lifestyle and the tour range and some jail yeah, and they've been they've been well. working really hard on that really hard and and then, and then yeah and then also there'll be the bear membership in in four formats so you'll be able to bundle it up with uh, just a bear membership uh there's a, a bear and a hat there's a bear and a hoodie and then there's the bear bundle which is a hat a glove and a hoodie and your and your bear tiger membership. So yeah, really, yeah. Uh, really the bear bundle has a nice little ring to it. Yeah, I like yeah, it. absolutely. I'm ha- I was happy with that one. I I'm going to take control. Uh, I'm going to take uh, take credit for that one. So yeah. So I think also what we'll do for our listeners who've been around for some time now, we have a promotional code, which when you go onto the merch store, you need to enter TBTC10, and if you decide on any of the items within the merch store, there'll be a 10% discount, which is just for a limited period of time, which is running for a week. So TBTC ten and uh, yeah and uh, yeah and a really exciting really exciting week ahead. Nice, nice, and uh, yeah, that that the bear artwork stuff is does look pretty cool. So definitely, say pretty cool is very freaking cool. So yeah, definitely go and check that out. Look, and then looking forward to that for people to to go through there because with with NFTs, I do a little thing. It's a, like traits. So on all different sort of NFTs you get in collections, there's loads of different traits. You got rare ones, common ones and they go through a generator basically and then when you get your nft you will get these different traits it all depends what one you get so doing all of them um has been pretty cool and uh always remember if you don't get the traits you want when you get your nft you can always buy one trade. on a trade on a, on the secondary market and swap it over for yours so 
it, um, it will be able to find a one for you, for you. That's for sure. Well, that's good. I'm actually going to post. I'm going to do. I'm going to do a post and, and probably do it as a collab with the Bear Tiger as well um, to get the right coverage. But I'm going to post my goat on Instagram and then I'm going to list off what, what the different traits are, just so that anyone who doesn't quite understand well, we'll get a bit more of a feel for like what we're talking about here in a, in a visual. So it's pretty, it's, it's a lot of fun actually. It's pretty cool. And uh, once you get into it, you'll have a nice little, that's nice a piece of, piece of bear artwork um, to, to show off to your mates. Um, so then just to really wrap up a little bit, we, and then the next event, actual in real life event is TBTC at the Grove on the 7th of October. I think we've got about 50 or so golfers going there. So we'll be covering all that. Another exciting day. The Grove always deliver a good day for the golf days. The greens are always pretty filth up there. Uh, and then they normally got his videos on loop in the clubhouse of Tiger when he burnt and he just chewed everybody up and spat them out <laughs> in that yeah. World Golf Championship when he made three eagles on the, on the 18th hole for the week. Like an absolute joker. So yeah, that's 7th of October, which is, again, everyone's working really hard on that, delivering another experience. And then hopefully, hopefully once we get that one down, We'll just have the plan down, and then it just become like a whole rinse repeat process, rather than the stress and the stress of trying to come up with new ideas and how we're going to implement them all at last minute. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so what's uh, what's the heads gone, James? That you've, you're you holding well, it, back for us. It's not mine, but I think if anybody saw it and actually saw the coverage from the live this week, it was mental. So Bryson's hit a drive left, and has had to play from underneath the the roped off area to hit a, a shot back into play. He's executed his shot and the steward has absolutely had his pants down and as his caddy came underneath the rope, completely forgot about Bryson and just ironed him out in the face with the rope hey. and like and took his hat off and like and he was and I saw a video again this morning from a spectator's angle and like he's like, oh my eye, I can't see. What the fuck? He just like literally loses his club. He went down, like he? he went down. Actually. Yeah, he, he went. Yeah. He, he went. He went down like a sack of shit. I mean, like, <laughs> mate, he was like, he was like, mate, get up. You, know, you give it all the big one in the gym, and then you get nicked by the rope. You look like an idiot for a minute because you're not going under it properly. And your caddies, your caddies just not well, pulled the rope up. I mean, they blamed it on the steward. That was caddy all day long. That was yeah. <laughs> and then he just like hit the deck. It was just like. He looked like he looked like playing the Premier League or something. He's done the old what? dive and roll, hasn't he? He's going like because <laughs> he, he looks like a plum. Oh, it's, un- it's unreal. I, I really enjoyed that. So I'm not sure who's responsible for the heads gone, but it was a proper cracking video. And the beauty of people having phones and stuff now, and obviously Liver really pro that. So you've got so many different angles. He's just throwing f bombs out everywhere, left, right, and centre. I can't see. Get me a towel. Punches the floor. I mean, he just properly loses. He punched the floor, did he? Yeah, he had a proper swing. I think he either punches the floor or punches his tour bag like properly hard. Yeah, it's incredible. Great band. It's a man up. It's only a rope, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Josh, what have you got any for us? Well, my head's gone with be leaving my golf clubs at uh, the golf club the other day. So I've got to go and back to go and pick them up now. <laughs> decent. That's, that's, that's a decent head's gone. I wonder if I let you through the gate. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. I didn't, no, have, I, didn't have, I didn't have that many the other night, so I should be all right. My head's gone would be, I was doing that comms for the, the PJ Tour Golf this weekend. And, you know, obviously loving watching Max Home and Danny down the stretch. You know, loads of people were sending pictures through with, like, you know, Danny and his caddy, who was caddy getting all the airtime with, with the Bear Tiger hat. So, oh, this is great. And then, and obviously, he three putts to last from absolutely nowhere, like, from inside four feet, which was just like, I mean, he would have been, he was shell shocked. I was sat there in the booth completely shell shocked. And then our show is produced from France at Discovery. And no joke, they literally cut to Max Homer on the 18th green, did like a, did a quick, like, well done uh, speech. And then the, it just come, it came through in our ears. Yeah, right, we're going, we're going offline in 20 seconds. So there was no chat about it, nothing. It went bang. And I was just sat there in the booth on my own <laughs> at like midnight. Then like, what the fuck? It's happened there. I mean, poor old Danny. I don't know what he would have thought, but I, I mean, I was just sat there in shock as well. I sat there for about three minutes, thinking, "Can't believe what I've just seen there." Um, Candy kitten. No, I didn't have any left. Gave him one out of the TVC TC uh, uh, golf right. unfortunately. Um, I'm a real boy. But yeah, I, just, I, just, I was I was shell shocked. So uh, that was my head's gone. Didn't even get to talk about it. They just cut us off, done and dusted onto next week. So yeah, unless you boys have anything extra to add. Uh, I think that's that's about it. I've got a couple of days, a few days in Dubai 
going to be catching up with Jamie McConnell from the Claude Harmon um, Academy. I'm going to play in the Lions Den with yes. Crippler and the boys, which is at the, down at the Owls Club, which I'm looking forward to. Um, and then head back next week. But you boys? <laughs> Nothing like no, that. Just it. <laughs> yeah. I think, we've, uh, I think Josh and I have probably got a couple of late nights just finishing off some art, haven't we, Joshy? And then um, yeah, mate. getting ready for this week. Really big week ahead. So, yeah. Uh, I'm actually playing golf on Friday with a few of the goats. I've got a couple of the goats coming over to Wentworth, actually. Um, so, uh, went there for lunch on Sunday and all the stands are still up. It still looks, it still looks mega. So, um, looking forward to... Um, Looking forward to that. Just having a little four ball, little money game with a couple of the guys, and uh, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Said just to see us out. Remember to say the remember to say the big three words. Yeah, um, love you. <laughs> and, until next week. No, no, um, <laughs> no. Please, everybody, if you're enjoying the podcast, like and subscribe. It really uh, means a lot to us, and it would really help. And um, anything for if you want to check out the Bear Tiger, I think the website is. Uh, being updated somewhat, but it it's is, gonna, yeah, actually, it's, we didn't mention that, yeah. So, I haven't even shared it with Josh yet. Drop, so, drop uh, that one in there. Yeah. So, that's been updated. Yeah. Uh, the, their website is beartiger.io. If you go nice. to the Twitter or Instagram, it's at beartiger, of which both has the link tree in the bio, so you can go in and have a nose around and see what it's all about. But, yeah, boys, really good chatting to you uh, for the past hour and four minutes, and look forward to hearing your stories next week. Cheers, guys. Enjoy dudes, mate. Not jealous. Cheers, guys. See you soon. Cheers, boys. Bye.